0: Bruce Willis actually sent me a WP Factor Shock for missing bike.
1: So. <laughs> Bruce Willis, I love it.
2: It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newflockhart and Ryan Gould with your host, Ken Cadden. Woo! Everybody to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. Thanks for listening. And as usual, we have the normal cast of characters here, uh, Ryan the New Flockhart and Ryan Gould and myself, Ken Catton. So without further ado, let's get into this thing. And we're going to uh, dig into all the details of the Canadian motocross series in the off season that we're uh, living through right now. Okay, Goldie, it's uh, getting to be that time of year again when people are looking to uh, probably purchase new motorcycles and maybe get some uh, suspension work. And we have a couple sponsors here that can help us uh, help them out with that. So why don't you let our listeners know uh, who they can well, talk to for that?
1: But if they are deciding to get that dirt bike, yes, we have those. But before that, you may have to get yourself a nice moto van. And if you are, you're going to go to Bristol Coachworks to get it fully built or just, you know, want to add some accessories in there to be that weekend warrior if you're going to the races. Uh, They built vans for the Monster Energy Kawasaki team when it was the Huber Motorsport team. The McNabb family got a van built by these, a full custom sprinter. Maybe it's a cargo van or maybe you're looking to get stuff for uh, your RV repairs or refurbish. All kinds of stuff. Bristol Coachworks. Big shout out to Bannon and the crew over there for supporting us, and uh, love having them on board. They got a huge paint booth if you're looking to do commercial trucks or vehicles in that sort of sense. They've got a YouTube channel and, of course, on Instagram at Bristol Coachworks. Find them, hit them up, and uh, support them because they support us. And then now, if you now you decided to get that van, you're going to go over and you're going to get the motorcycle and the best crew out there that supports us here at Canadian Motocross Unfiltered is the KTM group. KTM. Husqvarna and GasGas, Gas. the purity of KTM, the simple progressiveness of Husqvarna, and the daring and capability of the GasGas, Gas. all three brands can get you from a three-year-old just getting in there, maybe pounding out in the farm field, up to the fastest races in the country, like my dear friend on the phone, who is now drinking the orange Kool-Aid on that KTM. He just got himself a 350. I am referring to Ryan Lockhart, so he is now part of the KTM group. So if you want to be as fast as fit, and do burnouts and beer fire things out of the pipes. That's what you do, you do it with your KTM. I can't wait to see him do that on his new bike. So KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, and Gas Gas Canada. Thank you to those guys. And then, yeah, Racetech Suspension. Racetech is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. And I'll tell you what, these guys are huge supporters of ours. Um, and they have a uh, big supporter of NOOF as well. He's been helping them, and that's Charlie Johnson. Race suspension out of, out of Alberta. If you can't get a hold of him, which would be pretty silly because if you live under a rock, that's where you're going to be not be able to get a hold of something like that. <laughs> Hit us up. Find us online. Canadian com or CMXU un, or CMXunfilter.com uh or CJR suspension on Instagram. Find us, find them. That's the race tech provider. And uh, they will get you dialed in and make that KTM Husqvarna or gas gas just bounce through the rollers uh or just ride up that nice ramp into your Bristol Coachworks built van. So big shout out to those guys. Thanks and uh we got lots to get into, here, guys. It's kind of funny how oh, yeah. we've been doing these. We're, you know, going before the season. We're like, oh, we'll do it. I can add an interview and then move <laughs> it in there. We've done what? Two interviews, right? Justin and Dylan, uh, and,
2: uh, and- canella. 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 Canella.
1: Oh, and canella That's oh yeah. Sorry, sorry, we Marcus. forgot about that one. Yeah, we kind of forgot about that one. <laughs> so yeah, it's like three and three. But man, it, it's kind of funny. We thought we'd be a little bit dry on uh, info, and I feel like it's been the complete opposite news. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I mean that was one of my concerns because, of course, I'm the I'm the worry wart
0: out of the out of the three of us. And when we kind of started putting this plan together before uh, before Christmas, I'm going like, "Jeez, Galdi, like you have high hopes here of a podcast podcast every two weeks," and I'm like, "What the fuck are we going to talk about?" But uh, <laughs> it's been uh, nothing short of an exciting off season, uh, to say the least, in uh, Canadian motocross, not only from the teams, the riders, the drama behind the scenes, which we'll we'll dive into a little bit here on World Supercross Talk. The comedy, uh, um, the, comedy <laughs> the comedy, I World guess, which, which some may uh, which some may may think, and uh, yeah, guys racing. I mean, I I would want to say that this is probably the first off season that we've had. I mean, obviously we've had guys go to the U.S. to ride Supercross before the Amateur Nationals, Daytona, everything like that, but. Dude, there's a lot of people racing right now, which uh, yeah. which gives us something to talk about. I mean, obviously we'll get in dive into McNabb at Freestone at the first Spring National, killing it, and uh, and you know our Supercross guys that, that have been been traveling the series, and um, yeah, it's been it's been good.
1: How my I, I guess to do this? How the hell is everybody affording it? Like, I, where the fuck is all this money coming from? KTM, Bristol Coachworks, and Race are you giving everybody else money too. Like, <laughs> I'm, I am—I am—I'm actually truly blown away at how many people I'm seeing right now that are either yep. in Florida or Texas or heading to California. I'm like—I feel like I might be the only guy not taking my kids somewhere this winter. Well, maybe Newf too, because you're not really going anywhere either. But no. Um, are we the smart ones or the dumb ones?
0: <laughs> well i mean i i think that <laughs> you know we're obviously talking about Ngaldi, galdi mean you more so about you know what's the race scene the local scene gonna look like regional scene you know money's mm-hmm. tight but people are still finding a freaking way to do it and uh i mean for the guys that are down in florida training and stuff it's like cost of living no matter where you're at is basically relatively the same at this point so it's yeah. like whether we're sitting here, you know, in B.C. or Saskatchewan or freaking Ontario, whether we were in, you know, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, it, we're still spending money whether we're at home or on the road. So um, I think you just, yeah, people are just saying fuck it and, and going with it, it, which I love. Yeah. I'm jealous I'm not doing that, but uh, um, I'm saving up for the big big summer trip again.
1: Uh this this Ken, you're about to get into all this, buddy. You're gonna have to remortgage, sell your body, your wife's gonna have to get OnlyFans. Uh and you're gonna go racing there. I, I yeah. saw that you watched Ouija's video on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that was... see, let's before we get into our Canadian things, I'm sure we have a lot of crossword fans. Yeah. Jason Wagan of Racer X, an absolute beautiful human being in and out. Yep. I have never I have never <laughs> followed or read or heard someone that awful at working on a dirt bike. it's unbelievable
2: it doesn't make sense to it
1: it, is it it makes sense in a little bit because yes he's busy and doesn't have time but i watched that video because you tweet uh you tweeted at him at it so i saw that i'm like i'm gonna watch it's like 25 minutes right of him unloading his (laughs) van. what in i've got this oil like where do i put this oil they don't have dump stations in and where he lives? Yeah, like, and
2: that was a legitimate question. Like he had no, like he's he's <laughs> just going to keep filling that jug until he has nowhere to put oil anymore. Uh, and then have for anybody
1: that it. might be just tuning in at us that isn't like a part of the Pulp MX Empire or anything like that, find these videos. Find Jason Wyand yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Or or Mathis obviously Pulp MX. He shared a bunch of stuff, and it is I, I'm I'm blown away. It, it has been pure comedy, mm-hmm. and um it's almost to the point like if I was you know say a close friend of his and. I would call him up, I'd be like, are you, like, are you okay? Like, you know, there's, you know what Google is, right? And YouTube. And, yeah. Like, you don't have to actually call a friend, or because he has this thing about not wanting to talk. But, like... You can literally Google almost anything. Like you could become a carpenter by watching YouTube.
2: Like mm-hmm. you, you
1: can for sure. Uh, I'm. Uh, it's a, It's been amazing, though. But uh, we can bury that now. It's been. Uh, it, it, I've never met anybody like that. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, yeah.
0: we thought we thought it was. I mean, we're we're obviously in a group chat with Steve and uh, me, Goldie and Diggs, and well, I mean, I, honestly, I thought I thought he was playing it up, right? Like I'm like, oh, dude, there's no way that. Some of this is is real. I mean, I still watch YouTube to learn how to do certain things, right? Oh yeah. Like, but he's honest to God, true, and he just doesn't doesn't know. But man, the 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 bike, the the swing arm pivot bolt, like that, That's and then the yeah. the bead, and then and then he spends the money. And, and anybody know that knows Weege, he doesn't like spending anything. Right. He's the no. cheapest man um, in the universe. But then pays the money to go get the clutch rebuilt. But then the fucking clutch explodes yeah. after he pays to get it rebuilt. So yeah, so it um, kind of reinforces his out, idea
2: right? that it's probably yeah. not worth it to go get. I don't know. Yeah.
1: But, and then in that, that video, it's like, how do you people do this? Where did you learn? Like, how did you just learn? Like, how does someone just know this? And uh, I, I feel like I can be like, how did you get your driver's license? How did you yep. learn to talk? Yep. How did yeah. you learn to read? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. shit. It's a beauty. Wow. Let's get into the good stuff. Actually, I yep. got Freestone on in the background here. We could probably... I'd say that's a pretty hot topic. I I knew if we were in a bit of a group thing there with Digger and, and Steve talking about Ryder McNabb and, you know, I'll start it. Maybe it is a little bit lame in a sense for a, uh, a Canadian national champion, especially when you title it like that Canadian national champion, a country's champion going down to a sort of non pro event. It's more of an amateur style event, but man, he's racing all these guys that have been doing Supercross futures race a few of the outdoors same age and uh man the kids won two motos that you just referred to or said that he got second overall in the 250 class i just tried to look results it's not posted but that race must have gone off earlier there so i mean you know i'm probably better than anybody on this phone newf and For it's sure, yeah. that's pretty impressive you know take away maybe the amateur event itself is but it's pretty impressive at this stage, the new bike and only having it for a little while and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know. You got to give it a little tip of the hat there, I think. Well, I
0: mean, yeah, my whole take on it is, is that, yeah, you know, where Steve was coming from, obviously he thought that it was a little bit silly because he is a Canadian MX2 champion or Canadian 250 champion. But at the same time, I look at that top five, even top six guys with uh, Dax and Benick and, and Bomber. Uh, ba- Bo- no, Bomber's Bo- 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 not in there. Or not Bomber, Bo- right sorry, both yeah. slug. Bo- I would say. plugged Bo- 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 um That Mark Feeney's guy. Um, like Parker his, Ross. Parker Ross. Right. Like, yeah. uh, any of those guys we just named could have came last year to Canada and challenged for a championship, in my opinion. Like, whether they were privateer. Like, they are legit. Yeah. And, you know, there's no question that the past couple years in the 250 class in Canada, it hasn't been overly deep so now it is still is a pro championship and it is what it is at the end of the day but it's 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 more impressive that he's gone down there and been able to do do this i mean those kids have been riding these tracks these kids have been doing this for years um and obviously they're you know daxton bennick full star yamaha deal you know he's ready to go to the next level um the the, the amateurs that are the amateurs are A-riders. These guys are the next guys in line to go to that factory ride. So with saying that, um, you wouldn't believe how many people have reached out to, to me this week, like American guys, Eric Nye, Daniel Blair, guys that M- McNabb won last year in Canada. These guys weren't paying attention to that. Yeah. More no. eye, more eyes on McNabb this week, in my opinion, yes. than yeah. All of last year, and I don't know, Ken. What do you, like? You could disagree or agree with me on that, but it's giving him way more credit for getting these results and coming from behind and beating these kids than it did beating Mitchell Harrison, Jake Piccolo. Um, you know, the list goes on.
2: Yeah, it all I really have to go off, like I'm not connected like you guys are. So I don't have text messages coming in from industry guys down there. Right. But I do follow along closely on uh, social media and it seemed like he was getting a lot more love from people around, uh, in that American sphere, uh, just from what he did with that, that one moto win, then he was getting up here for winning a national title. So I think yeah. that's awesome. That's, that's great. The more eyes we can get on our Canadian talent. That's, that's amazing. That's great. It, it's-
0: It's funny, hold on real quick. Um, I had a text message come through from uh, in another group chat from a bunch of my close friends, Brad McLean, Joey Sutherland, Stan Sloboda, who are all connected at one way or another in the industry, past pro riders, and they follow the Canadian series. And, I mean, I've been preaching, obviously, um, I'm on Team McNabb for the last however many years, going like, dude, McNabb's legit, McNabb's legit. A text comes through yesterday from Stan Sloboda and says, Oh man, like that McNabb kid's like pretty fast. Like the boys are gonna have their hands full this year with him up here in Canada. <laughs> like he fucking won last year in Canada. Like he- this is yeah. what I've been saying, but that's what I mean. It's giving him more clout that he's beating these kids than say a Mitchell Harrison, um, you know, a Jake Pickle. Like, like that. This is this is the different. I guess it's, I don't know really how to explain it, but this is mm-hmm. that American scene is giving him way better street cred for what he's done in the past, you got to remember, he's still only 17 years old. Like yeah. he's been yeah. good for however many years. But one of the most impressive things is, is obviously we've talked on these pods before. Like he was stated to go to Phoenix Honda. Honestly, that's probably the best thing that, that never happened was yeah. he to go to Phoenix Honda because now he's got way better eyes on him. In my opinion, not no, no dig at Phoenix Honda, but, Man, he he's battling with Daxon Bennett and Parker Ross and all these guys that are on legit, you know, uh semi-factory teams. So, like, you know, this guy's I mean, he's gonna have, you know, and he's under the Orange Brigade tent down there with his KTM connection with Canada and the US. Like,
1: it's probably the best thing that ever happened, Galdi. So basically I my, I'm a tear is rolling down my cheek right now, Noof, because I sum up everything you just said with how much disrespect our Canadian series actually gets. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right there, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah. That people that love us, follow us, know we are, and bear, like, don't even know who our Canadian national champion is, basically, and now yeah. he's winning at this race, and it's like, holy fuck, this guy, wow, this kid. Yeah, it's pretty pretty wild how that, <laughs> how that works out, but... And Eric Eric, he, Eric, Nye, Eric Nye says in a text,
0: Ryder McNabb, dot, 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 he's legit, <laughs> question mark. Like, <laughs> He won the same fucking championship you did, Eric. Like, of yeah. he's legit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. That was the frustrating part <laughs> of it all, right?
1: Uh, anyway, congrats to him. He's got, I guess, one more moto left here by the time we're doing this thing here with the Open Pro Sport. Uh, sounds like he finished second overall in the 250. Like I said, tried to look up that third moto results. He went 1-3, right, in those two, I think, in the 250? Uh one three and whatever the moto was. Yeah, whatever the last one is. So um pretty legit for sure. Awesome. Good good for him.
2: Okay, so um I guess moving on from well actually before we move on from that, did you guys see that video that Verb put out that was on Twitter uh of Rider uh, oh, yeah. I, shared, yeah, I
1: did. I shared that one. That was pretty like that moto was legit. He came from like six. He was like six. Yeah,
2: yeah that's what I was going to say. Like that. And am watching him ride every one of those kids. Sorry to interrupt. We yeah, passed every ahead. one of
1: those kids. Ken, can, right? Yep. I think yeah. so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the other cool part is, is these moto. Well, and I guess this does play into riders uh, favor. Their the motos are super long. They're almost 30 minute
1: motos. <laughs> yeah. There's oh, 13 really, laps at really, two minutes a lap. Yeah. That's fucking. Yeah. So that's like Canadian, Yeah.
0: Canadian national length yeah. moto. Um, another shout out to Zach, you down yeah. there too. He's hasn't, he hasn't had a great, uh, a great week, but, uh, he's been putting, you know, gate drops, same thing. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, Brock Henry in the B class is down there, another Canadian kid, and he's had some decent results and same as Peyton Morningstar. He won a moto. Oh, nice. Um, he's another Canadian kid that, uh, oh, I miss B, that. nice. yeah, B cl- he won a college boy moto i think he's a little bit older than those guys right so uh 19 ish i say yeah yeah 19. but uh still good i mean canadian's yeah. kind of doing doing some work which that's we've awesome. all been wanting for for years and it just doesn't seem to happen right yep. yeah the, no, that's, for, cool. uh,
1: that's a good with the zoo uh Zef because that was part of the stuff so we are also going to get you know, i reached out to pat Shippett, the manager of Manlock yamaha who is the team that is um zach ufamzef is going to ride for um Pat, super good guy. if you know him well. I guess he's he's told me. He says Newf's been a big help to my team because I'm very bad at emailing, so I just <laughs> I just call him all the time. Um, so he's pumped. He's pumped. You answer the phone. Um, but uh, yeah, that that team's looking looking good. He's super happy with everything. They're getting their motor stuff all their motor stuff right now is getting all figured out. They're all heading to California here in a couple weeks time to uh, finalize basically photos and motor stuff. Um, he didn't allude to exactly who it was going to be. I think they were kind of, kind of keeping that. Not, I don't know if it's quiet. They're just maybe finalizing the deal, so I didn't actually get who it was as far as their motors because the last few years they've basically been running stock stuff, um, mm-hmm. just with like an ECU um, on it. Uh, so nothing crazy, but they've gone from basically, you know, a one man team with Quinn, then T uh, Parrot was there last year, and now there are a five man team coming this summer. Yeah, with very little industry support, Fox Canada has jumped on board. They're going to help out, but they don't get like you know uh, discounted bikes from Yamaha through uh, it's, it's Jack Carpenter. No, what's the name of the shop, the dealership? No, oh Jack Carter, Carter. Sorry, not Carpenter. Yeah. Jack Carter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it's Carpenter. Um, uh, Jack Carter's Yamaha dealership out in Alberta. There, so they're they're helping out. They get a few bikes here and there, and I I know it's it's kind of cool and impressive that you know from, like we were just saying. Uh, you know, a little bit of the the disrespect our series gets sometimes. Like, it's pretty funny. Like, we have a television show. You can watch it anywhere around the world. We have a, a credible national series with credible racers in it, and sometimes people don't know about it. And then now we have teams like yeah. um, Frank, the Manlock team, with not a lot of outside money. They're putting their own money in it to be a part of our series. Yeah. And, you know, now it's uh, Ufam T-Parrot, um, and Quinn Amion is sort of the the guy on top, and then Avery Berry, and I don't know the boyfriend's name. I've looked, Andy up. I can't even... Andy Troots. He's Andy the... Okay, yeah. yeah he's so a... XGP rider, I guess so he's a, uh... he was a Belgian champion. Oh, is that what he was? Yeah, two fifty yeah. class or something. I learned. So yeah. uh, anyway, pretty cool. Uh Pat's pretty pumped on it all. He's he's been a part of these manager calls with all the two stroke stuff, and he he shared his two cents. We'll get into that a little bit later because we got I got a lot on that. I did a lot of digging. Um, and that's one thing I think that's uh, gaining traction with us here, boys. Um, we're not just going off the cuff. Um, I feel like the um, obviously myself, Noof and and, uh, and myself are doing more of the legwork on that, Ken, because we know everybody. But do, yeah. we're making sure we get the proper info, and it's really it's really giving a little bit a lot more respect to what we're actually putting out there instead of just kind of going off of what we think or what we know or what <laughs> we heard. You know, I'm picking up the phone and calling these people, and they're giving it a little more respect, uh, which is pretty cool. They've been very open, and again, we'll get into the two-stroke thing here a little later on, but um, I'm kind of pumped on the man-luck situation. We, you know, if you've been high on Quinn since he yep. was doing these supercrosses, and, um, you know, is anybody under that tent going to be battling for a championship? Well, maybe Avery Berry because she is a, a WMX champion, but other than that, I don't know, but I feel like they're putting in their best foot to give that chance. It's not just, hey, we got a rig and we got some bikes. Yeah. You know, they're doing work. T-Parrot went to Dreamland. Him and Quinn are training together uh, with Luke Rensland, and we know Luke is fast, and they got a great setup down there. I've been there. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they're getting themselves together. And then Avery and uh, – or Ufamzef is at uh, Kevin Windham's. Um, and then uh, Avery and – sorry, what was his name again? Trouts? Trouts, I think, yeah. Trouts. or Trouts. Okay, we'll make sure I get that figured out by the time I get on TV. Um <laughs> But I, I'm not too sure where they're based out of, and and um, they're Washougal. They're they're <laughs> they live out of Washougal out here. Actually, it's kind of random, but uh, oh okay, where, so, yeah, they're Northwest people. Yeah, they're probably not okay. riding at the moment. That I'm guessing is unless you can, <laughs> or maybe yeah, they are places. Yeah that, yeah,
0: that that far
1: south you can ride, right? So yeah, I mean so, you're right in Oregon, but, but uh, anyway, we yeah. we did some digging on that team, and and uh, just all of, obviously everything's you know positive and going in the right way. But I feel like this year. Uh, pad on there and a, a few more people in some different key positions and stuff like that. It's going to be, uh, they're trying, they're putting it a little more effort in to make sure the riders have that little extra confidence uh, by the time gate drops. It was cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh,
2: well, Goldie, you mentioned that uh, you've been putting in the work, talking to people on the phone and you mentioned in one of our group texts that you talked to Brett Lee about uh, Walton Cowie. Now that things have kind of calmed down and they got everything settled. Uh, what, yeah. What's new there?
1: Um, not a lot new. Uh, Tanner Ward gets, uh, in two weeks, I believe it is, gets his, uh, not final look, but like last positive. Everything's going really good there. So they think that he'll be on the bike a little bit sooner. I I mean, it's not going to be like two months sooner than they thought, but maybe a week or two sooner than that. So they're happy about that. He's aiming. Um, I talked to him. I talked to T
0: Ward this morning. He's aiming for April, April 1st, is what he's uh, nice, what he's hoping for, which is honestly about a month ahead of schedule. Um, he said, Oh, his is that su- far.
1: Okay. Yeah. Great. He
0: said his knee's super strong. Um, he's been, I mean, he's had nothing but time to rehab it. Um, so obviously, he's been putting in the work there. But uh, yeah, he was stoked this morning when I, I just was talking to him through text. But he's like, Holy shit, like, I'm going to have a full two months. Um, to be ready to get ready, which is for him going back to the same bike, same program in a roundabout way. I think that's uh, that's plenty of time for him to be able to come in being 100, percent right?
1: Yeah, uh, Jeremy Mackay is down in Florida. The only thing I don't like about this whole Mackay situation, I don't think he's riding with anybody that is elevating him. I, yeah. I every time I look at things and I hear about it, I'm like, why does he go to GPF? Or, or I mean, maybe I'm wrong, I, I just like when I see things, I'm like. You know, it, it'd be like us riding with a bunch of beginner riders kind of thing. I don't know any of them. I don't know what the training is. I just, the legitimacy of everybody that where all these guys are going and practicing is a lot more prominent nowadays than, you know, back when me and Newfer for doing it. You know what I mean? Like going to fucking crew and banging out sand models in a sand pit. And like, they're, you know, all the best guys are riding with other best guys to well, elevate, to make them their best, right? Like, so that, the, that's, that would be my only negative right now. Just a little tidbit. I mean, uh, Piccolo and Dylan Wright were riding
0: with Jet Lawrence on a 450 yesterday. Right. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I, I good, get. I, get, by that, I yeah. get, I get what you're saying. Mm. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree. I, I don't know where he's
1: even, I, is he at WW ranch? Yeah. He's at WW ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a train. There's a guy that's training out of there and I've, fuck have no idea who that guy is not that that matters i don't know everybody no. but you know who the best trainers are nowadays or who the best group is to to go with now maybe jeremy just doesn't have an in or, or know anybody ahead of it and then that's maybe what it is but that would be right now sort of my only little question mark but everything yeah. else sounds like it's going really good he likes the bikes they've got the bikes all shipped to them they got suspension and motors and like you said news. everything out of that tent is identical to last yeah. year except for gear Right? They're now wearing seven gear, but everything else is, is identical. And then over to the Bogle thing, uh, he just posted on uh, Instagram there, what, yesterday or the day before, right? He's got his cowies. So he's he's already into training mode too. Nice. And um, uh text from him and Cole Thompson, super good buddies, and they've chatted. He's like, I'm very excited. I can't wait to be there. It's going to be super fun, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and then, obviously, Brett is very – uh, not high on it, but, you know, the eyes that the series is getting, the positivity from it all. And he's really excited about this round one being a hybrid type yeah. thing. And he thinks that that is going to be an advantage for a guy like Justin. Instead of going to Kamloops, 235s or 230-minute motors in the hot sun, deep, yeah. rough, shitty sand, he thinks that that can maybe elevate for a guy like him coming into the series with a track that's not as difficult, Not, it's not going to take a long time to get used to it, um, or to die, you know, get things, um, figured out. So, um, but yeah, Brett's like, it's like a woo-saw over there right now. Yeah. It's uh a very, a lot more calm and, and, uh, and ready to go. So they, they seem like you're in a good place. Um, and moving forward, a few little hiccups over there. We talked about kind of off record that they'll figure out. Whoa. What was that? <laughs> that was a loud noise. Yeah, turn um, my, <laughs> turn my computer uh, uh, but that's it. Yeah. It sounds uh, all good things coming there and, that was about it that I've that I got in for a little bit of information.
0: Um, Is it? Hold on, hold on. Back up to Bogle for a second. Is it a little strange that besides the post that he put out yesterday, which didn't even tag anybody team related in it, that he hasn't really posted anything that? Hey, like from obviously we all know he's coming to Canada. There was a PR and everything like that, but nothing from his end saying you know uh stoked to be part of uh you know Walton 7 Kawasaki blah
1: blah blah like there has besides like every it, every it, one of these sponsors are on here like what are you looking at Walton Kawasaki Walton Raceway well he must have changed it cuz when i looked at it there was no nothing. tag you got to hit the picture i did oh
0: <laughs> well they're all here Okay, well, there wasn't anyway. at the time, anyways, but okay, yeah. fine. I'm wrong. I'm an idiot. But yeah, Brad, Brad McLean and I were looking because obviously we're a team oh, sponsor. Oh, 100% right there.
1: No Yeah, well, we were concept, a team sponsor. Right.
0: We were a team sponsor and there was nothing there yesterday. So he also okay. changed. So it. He so fixed it. that down to myself. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. All good. Moving on. There you go. There you go, Noof. There you go. You got sponsored, You got your love. Where's the at Noof tag? Nah, he doesn't know me.
2: <laughs> he doesn't know me. He
1: does <laughs> He will soon enough. He will, he will soon, soon, enough. soon enough. That's right. And I come over wearing a Honda shirt delivering his goggles a honda shirt and a ktm hat <laughs> delivering his ride 100 <laughs> goggles what? yeah oh shit but as far as anything else i think that's a you know uh update wise stuff like that um next on the docket for like me to catch up with is gonna start catching up with some of the privateer guys like the park reels and i kind of talked to him a little bit and, and things like that and then uh, obviously there's more headway with that uh the Al Dick sky racing team. It mm-hmm. sounds like everything's done there. Like uh, the contracts are signed and, yep. and uh, so it's TJ Scott and um, uh, the mission missile there. Oh my God. Why am I trying to Blake, bla- Davies. Uh, Blake Davies, Blake Davies. Yeah. So two young bucks on that team. I guess we'll see how that works. Out. But now, I think that's it now. Everybody seems like they've got a home.
0: Yeah, it yeah. will be, like you said, privateer side, you know, it will be good to check in with the Tyler Yates. Um, Tyler Yates, no, there's a, yeah, another one. Tyler Yates, obviously, the Ethan Uletts. I mean, he's living down in Texas. Uh, Tyler Yates, he's riding somewhere. I saw on his Instagram there. Um, you know, Devin Smith's going to Club MX here in yeah. a couple of weeks, and he's staying down there till the start of the Nationals, and, Guys like this, that are, uh, you know, obviously they're going to do the whole series, but check in with these guys um, and get a little bit of tidbit uh, every one information because these... the teams are pretty much done, right? Like every, every one little of little... these
1: guys, every one of these guys, in my opinion, and of course I'll be a little biased here because my tracks, I've got a Sandalee and a Gopher Dunes long motor thing. They should all be planning to hit those races at the beginning of the year. Like 100%. Club MX, fucking drive up, hit those, yeah. and then head west again. Like I feel like that should be a thing, whether they. Come and it's not because of me or anything like that, but like get some gate drops too. Like, do yeah. not like look at Ryder McNabb; he's our fucking champion. And you know Dylan Wright would be racing right now if he was, you know, had been on the bike yeah. for another couple months. Yeah. I'm a little like, why isn't Piccolo going racing? Why? Like, maybe he should have gone to fucking Texas. Yeah, you know, I, I just get some gate drops, man. Keep that that understanding of like the speed and the like. I go go to club and pound your motos and all that kind of stuff and. uh, uh, and you know, I, I could get racing or I could get hurt racing. Well, fuck, you can get hurt walking across the street too. But yeah, you yeah. know, I don't I just, I like, I want to see gay drops. I, I think gay drops are big. Like, look at Tyler Medallia. You guy's fucking 78 years old and he's riding GNCCs, fucking four hour GNCCs. Him and Pettis are doing Day in the Dirt this week. That's right. Pettis is oh, doing nice. Day in the Dirt. So, like, yeah. Pettis is is on board with this stuff like that. You know, Day in the Dirt is like a full, not a full race, but still, it's, yeah. you know, you get the, the heartbeat going and you get that used to that you know that racing type vibe um yeah. sort of thing so i don't don't forget the gate drops boys don't forget the gate drops well, yeah i think i i think once spring comes
0: around and, and obviously with your races Golly, i mean the the gdr guys will be back in ontario um probably mx101 guys will be around sandaly yeah. doing some testing so you're you'll see these guys i mean i think everybody's at a different point and everybody you know with kind of knowing a little bit of a little bit of a little bit behind the scenes uh of the teams, everybody's in a, a different place as far as where they feel that they're at with, you know, bikes and testing and the and the riders. It is a fine line. You know, you don't want to send them out there too early. And they you know, obviously these kids these days are fairly sensitive. Um, including I was the same way and, and same as you. You don't want to be fucking still sensitive. I am, yeah. Okay. So okay. you gotta be ready to go. But um <laughs> I do agree, like there's other kids out there like Ryder. I mean he's had the same amount of time on, on bikes as say Jake, for example, but he he's ready to go and, and ready to race, but that's the McNabb side. That's always been there. Yeah. Demo, right. That's like true, Brad yeah. McNabb would race every fucking day of the week if, if they could. Right. So, um, yeah, but I think come springtime, we'll,
1: we'll see a lot more guys, you know, doing, doing gate drops. Well, All actually, right, we've updated everything. Let's get into the drama. Let's get into the drama.
2: Okay. You want to, <laughs> you just want to hop in there?
1: Oh, well, we can make sure to give some Matrix Concept love with their new thing going on, new up there. Obviously, yeah. you, you yeah. guys sponsor uh, yeah, uh, the Walton team, but you got no love on that post, so you're upset.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, big thanks to Matrix Concepts Canada uh, for coming on to the pod. Um, we do sponsor pretty much every single team, um, whether it's Goggles, Matrix uh, 100%, Renthal. Works connection. We kind of got uh, our hands in a little bit of everything but on the Canadian side as far as the teams and privateers go. We, we do. Uh, we actually just did a FMF Vision deal with uh, Manluck um, and a oh, rental nice. and a rental deal. So uh, that's good. And and the quid side with uh, with Matrix and, you know, most of the team, pretty much all the teams actually, uh, yeah, every team that has a rig under under uh, on the Canadian side uses Matrix uh, concepts, stands, cans tie downs everything like that so big thanks to matrix concepts canada uh our new catalog is online flipbook so uh matrixconcepts.ca um check it out and we just got new uh new spring colorways 100% just came out which you'll see uh the uh Walton team Warren, Mackay, Bogle and uh and um yeah so team gall team Bogle Oh yeah you're sponsored
1: sponsor, yeah, your sponsor. <laughs> now Seem called resume coming in, yeah. Actually, yeah, we don't need a resume, buddy. I freaking eighth place. That's a contract. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh Hey, speaking of eighth place, three Canadians racing KJ. Yeah. SC tonight, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Two, two and uh, Frenchies and uh, an Ontario kid. I think Generou could probably be pretty good. I, I think
1: Generou could be podium for sure, man. He, his he, kid's he's fast. Real, he's yeah, really fast. Kid's fast. So we see – and then Carter Legace is the other Ontario kid. I'm not too sure what the other – who are the other French youngster Damien, is. Damien,
0: yeah. um, his dad braces with me. Um, I'm, okay. I'm drawing a blank on his last name. But, yeah, uh, his dad actually owns a shop back in Quebec, Velo Station. So uh, Damien um, – yeah, he's legit too. I think – I don't know about the Carter kid, Daldy, but uh, I think that – I. I'm, I'm pretty high on on I, Can he win? I'm not sure. I don't know the names of the other or who the other kids are there, but I think a podium. I think a podium for sure.
1: So I'm trying to look it up here. The name of him is. Uh, it's kind of taking us on wonderful computers. Give me the Jeopardy music right now. I'm loving you, <laughs> stupid thing. Uh, I'll wait for that for a minute. But yeah, no. I uh, good luck to those guys for sure. That should be fun to uh, to tune in and kind of follow along. Line. Okay, Damien, uh, Godboat. Good, boat? yeah, yeah, God boat. Valley Field, Quebec, yeah, so he's got yeah, yeah. God
0: Boat, yeah, cool. I'm sure, we're right saying, I'm sure we're saying that wrong, but yeah,
1: yeah. that sounds very non French, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, good luck to those guys. We'll uh be we following along, but um, I don't know, let's get into this, boys. What are, what are we? Are we starting at news comedy, uh, or are we gonna go into the, the two stroke thing? Yeah, I, let's
2: I, let's do the, the, <laughs> the CMA being the CMA. Let's just get into that first. It'll it'll go quick, and then we can get into the. Okay, the thing well, let's that just go this way, for. Ken,
1: because you're an outsider in this. You get <laughs> yeah. the text yesterday from yeah. our friend Noof, who now apparently is like me and goes to Yucky Arts with the fucking joke that he made. <laughs> and <laughs> like, what is we got your text, but just like when you first read it, as a guy that's outside, you just read the things that you see. You don't really know anybody mm-hmm. on that kind of thing, other than yeah, us.
2: Just for sure, what's the,
1: yeah. what goes? What's in your brain? Like, what's going on?
2: Why. <laughs> Why not use the help that you have? Like, why, why yeah. be a dick about it? Like, it's obviously just about power, and I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. I don't know but any I, of the people involved, so, I, it's, so there's not much I can can really say. The,
0: the short I'll give you guys the short story, and I'll back it up. And I know we've talked about it before on here of kind of what I've been doing and, and this and that, but going back, let's rewind a month and a half ago or two months. I was re- reached out to by Adam Bailey from World Supercross he got his, he got my contact from Brett Lee saying you should reach out to Ryan. He lives in BC. He knows the landscape, the racing scene, blah, blah, blah. I talked to Adam Bailey. We had a really good conversation. And that was that he's like, if I can lean on you for anything, is that cool? Yep, No problem. Well, not even a short time later, um, I got a text or a phone call. I can't remember from a CMA board member in Alberta. And he said, Ryan, you know, obviously, the dynamic here. So, when an FIM event comes to Canada, uh, the CMA, which is the FIM affiliation with the two, um, is responsible to come up with the, the, the staffing, let's say, the clerk of the course, the technical stewards, the flaggers, the, the list goes on. There's about yeah. 20, 15 positions that need to be filled. Um, which is crazy to me because obviously Galdi run races and it doesn't need to be that many, but anyways, that is what it is. I said, you know what? Sure. No problem. I want to see this race succeed here in BC. I want it to be good. I wanted to come back for years to come. So in the meantime, the, all the wording that the FIM uses, they sent me a list and there was no explanation to what any of these are. Um, so Courtney who is obviously tied in with MXON and World Supercross because she was team manager last year. Her and I connected. She was asked the same thing. Hey, can we help here? No problem. So we reached out to a friend of hers who works for the FIM, who also works for World Supercross, Kevin Williams. Uh, He's from Australia. We've had two uh, team meetings uh, on the phone, talking about three hours of time here, going back and forth, moving the process forward, blah, blah, blah. He's all on board um, with us helping. And, I mean, this is a volunteer position. I mean, there was no nothing, a fucking free pass to the race, right? This was not a paid thing. So we started going around and then, um, you know, trying to get these positions filled because we want to see this thing succeed, even though we were going to bat for CMA. Um, Because at the end of the day, it's their responsibility. So we had a phone call last week with a gentleman from BC who is a CMA board member and basically in charge of CMA in BC. And he was very confused to why uh, who I am, who Courtney was, blah, blah blah blah. He had no no idea. He didn't know the, he didn't know the connection between World Supercross and FIM and CMA and blah blah blah. Anyways, really nice guy. Nothing against him. He just was out of the loop uh, on everything. The only reason why we even chatted with him was because I had heard through the grapevine that he's already been talking to individuals about flagging, about this and that. So I thought, being proactive, hey, let's jump on a call with this guy to make sure we're not talking to the same people. Once again, we all work full-time jobs. We're doing this in-between tasks that we're doing our regular job and trying to find these people to make fucking this World Supercross happen. So the phone call ended a little weirdly because it was still confusing. And I'm like, okay, whatever it is, what it is yesterday, an email comes through saying, basically um, the CMA has it under control. Um, It is up to CMA board members, executives, uh, blah, 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 blah. With a bunch of FIM uh, um, bylaws saying that, you know, uh, my services um, are not needed. Not sure why you're involved. But, uh, not even a thanks or a no thanks, but basically fucking beat, beat it. it. Yeah. Beat it. So, um, I, at the beginning I was like, when I read the email and of course I talked with Courtney and, and I mean, it, it is what it is. And, and, and it, but as the day went on, I got more pissed because I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like <laughs> I, like we were trying to help the CMA. I don't have. I don't have any, like, bad blood with CMA. I, I've stayed out of it. I, I'm not connected yeah. to it, um, I, blah, blah, blah. But I'm fucking pissed now because I feel like sending an invoice for my time to these CMA guys. Like, like it, it's like, wh- what just fucking happened? Like, okay, I and mean, I'm fine. I, I want to go to the race and sit in the fucking stands and drink $13 shitty draft beer and have a headache the next day. But I was willing to take my time and help these guys. Yeah. But they're just like, no, you're good. We we don't uh, we got it under control. So you know what, guys? When you come back, if you do come back in a couple weeks or a couple months or six months time before the race, fuck that. I'm out. Let you guys fail because here's what's going to happen. They're going to end up just flying people in from other places over the world um, of FIM stewards and race directors and all this stuff, and the CMA is going to drop the ball on it. Like they don't have anybody that can do this stuff. Yeah. And that's what's fucking frustrating about it.
1: Uh, Ryan Lockhart. (laughs) (laughs) Fired from a volunteer (laughs) volunteer position. Fired from a volunteer position. Welcome to my world. Yes. Okay. First things first, this is now recorded. So what you just said, you better fucking stand up to that. Yeah. Because that's not like you. Well, well, Here's oh, what's going to yeah. happen, though. <laughs> no,
0: but here's what's going to happen, though, is that I think that once, because I, uh, Courtney emailed Kevin and just said, Hey, uh, this Kevin guy that was on our side, like, I shouldn't say on our side, but the guy we were working with that has the most knowledge of what needs to happen in order to make this race go, is um, she emailed him to said, Hey, Kev, just FY, because we're supposed to have another meeting with him here soon. Hey Kev, uh, you know, obviously we got an email from the CMA, um, that, uh, that we're no longer needed, um, to help fill these positions or even, uh, you know, take these positions. We were going to get licensed. Like we were willing to go somewhere to freaking take these licensing things on our own time to be able to make this work. If I was going to be the clerk of the course or whatever the hell it was going to be, um, you need these special licenses, but, uh, I think shit's going to hit the fan personally. He's going to lose his mind because um, I think that he knows from just over the conversations we've had that the CMA doesn't have people that can do it. And like I had said many times, I wish that the CMA had people that could do this because at the same time, I just want to go watch the race and and be a fan. I don't necessarily need another thing on my plate to deal with, with everything else that I have going on. But, I don't see how they're gonna pull this off. I, I don't know what you guys think, but I don't see how they can pull this off with film positions. They're so irrelevant in the motocross side of things in Canada that I don't I don't see how this happens, but
1: um the C for CMA is it's cancer, but you know what? Cancer is <laughs> relevant and they're not. Like it is so disgusting that they have any sort of link or arrangement or anything. And the yeah. fact that the F I M and now I'm so far out of the pitch. I've put my, I've said my piece and everything. Uh, hashtag CMA, just fucking go away. Like i I'm going to stick to that again. Yeah. Hugh Lim has <clears throat> been the one behind this sort of negative yeah. fucking hate. And he had a beef about what we did on our podcast after the pit bike of nations, like fuck right off. Like you are in a position to help the company that probably pays some sort of your fucking bills hopefully it pays for the alcoholic alcohol problem that you have cuz you're obviously fucked okay <laughs> because what you're saying and what you're doing is affecting the business that you apparently support and it is kind of it's going to affect this chance once again for Canadians to have something that maybe you know could help hold our head high because now, of course, you know, we've just talked about the beginning of the show. Our own series doesn't have any respect. So we need the CMA here to clean all this shit up, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like unfucking believable. And but, you know what? I will I will fucking I already told I already told you my piece on this dude. I think you were a fucking idiot to help. Yeah. And I, I told Courtney, I actually I don't know if I did tell Courtney that, but I would have said the same thing. But she's got a different motive for it for the MXO nation. She wants yeah. to do that, and that's fine. I said fuck that when I talked to them about it all. And now hearing this, and they're kicking Ryan Lockhart is not like Ryan Gal. He doesn't voice his opinion like this. He doesn't share hatred and negative things toward this. He has been uh, the yeah. the Switzerland of things for years. You're kicking this guy off the potential team that can help this W S X race. You are a fucking idiot, and you're what you're like these people that are on the internet that are all about politics and fucking going one way or the other. You're a fucking idiot. And why you have the job, whoever gave you that is another fucking idiot. I'm sorry. You're fucking idiots. That's the dumbest thing that I've heard this fucking week.
0: Everybody at the CMA, besides I I get from what I gather, um, and this is going, they just got a brand new CEO. Yeah. um, Who knew that Courtney and I were involved. Um, obviously some of the board members didn't did. Holly knew, um, what, I
1: don't even know what her title is, but for she was reason a, she was the CEO. Now she's taken. a, I think she's yeah. gone now because of so, her age. Yeah, exactly. But she learned. knew what
0: was going on. And like I said, I've had no beef with the CMA. Yeah. I know Hugh doesn't like me because of what was said on her pod or whatever, but I mean, he, I don't even know him. He doesn't know me, but for whatever reason, when this got back to Hugh, the whole thing just fucking, you know, was kiboshed, but have some fucking balls, Hugh and call me. Like, and, and let's hash this thing out. We can work we can work through it. I was willing to, but I don't even know who he is. Um, but anyways, it's kiboshed. It was all done with one email. I didn't even reply to the email back to yeah, the CMA
1: because it's like, whatever, right? Yeah. So now here's the next thing from this. And right from this the podcast on, we are never going to talk about this event or bring it up unless something vague comes across our plate or something because now we're not, there's no help from it. So that's going to lose uh, some clout, some media group, some yep. following, some tweets, whatever the hell we're going to be a part of. Um, Ken Ken Roxon just announced that he's not racing WSX. Yeah. Um, right. We were talking, I was talking to Derek Schuster this morning um, about, you know, if the rider's going to, well, we're, are we going to do it? I don't know. What's going to happen? Like, it's getting its, getting its the, fucking head kicked in before it even gets going.
0: Well, you had a good point yesterday, Galdi, is that literally a week ago or a week and a half ago, I said, in studio talking about World Supercross and CMA on the world's largest motocross podcast yep. um, that there is and now when people are going to ask me oh where's what's what's going on with World Supercross this is not a knock at World Supercross or Adam no. Bailey and that whole crew at all no not at, nothing, all. not at all nothing to do with them but i'm going to w- w- like i have to tell them the truth which just brings more negativity to yeah. CMA and, and why and this and everything, right? Like I literally, how many people listen to Steve's show? Not that anybody, not that everybody cares, but there a are lot. people out there that are, gonna, that are going to, that are going to ask like, Oh, Hey, like I thought you were, we helping out. Like, or I thought, Oh, you thought you were doing this or I thought you were wearing a white jumpsuit for that weekend. Well, no, actually guys, I got clipped before, <laughs> <laughs> um, before could even I do anything, not even for doing anything yeah. wrong, like not yeah. for doing anything wrong. And that's the frustrating part.
1: Yeah, just proof once again that um, they're 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 not capable of doing a job. They're they might as well be uh, millennials or whatever these people nowadays. just can't work. They're use, yeah. They're fucking useless. They're absolutely and you, fucking and useless. Would, and, and, and one would like to think that this could be just one more um,
0: you know nail in the coffin for FIM slash uh, CMA relationship, but. That's not how it works. Does it even fuck? It doesn't no. work like that for whatever reason on this side of things, right? Like it's yeah. it's like the only partnership, um, besides this podcast, where everybody does the work and one person doesn't. The one person that's me, I guess, right, Goldie. But uh, <laughs> that doesn't get clipped. that doesn't get clipped, right? Like that's how partnerships and in relationships work. It's got to be both sided. But this this whole thing is going to be a one-sided thing. FIM is going to have to end up doing all the work and they're going to have to bring people and spend more money and this and that. When potentially we could have found the people and had local people and people that were in the know to do the fucking job.
1: It's not even embarrassing anymore. It's just outright Disgusting. It's horrible. But whatever. It sucks, man. Hopefully the WSS guys can figure it out and, and all that stuff and, and uh, the event could still go, but unfortunately, um, the people that you're dealing with are uh, just ass backwards, man. They are just ass backwards thought process. I think so. Anyway, yeah. garbage. Uh, yeah, fuck that. That's fucking makes its just so brutal. Okay, yeah, well- dude, uh, one one more positive yeah, I mean, these
0: these World Supercross guys, they had a guy. They flew a guy up here uh, last week to meet with Brent Carlson about the dirt already. Like that's kind of I, I. Brent texts me and he's like. Yeah, I just met with the guys from World Supercross at BC Place. We were talking about dirt because Brent's going to be in charge of getting the dirt and stuff. Like, these guys are these guys are all in.
1: This kid's got his dog on the podium here at Freestone in the background. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Dogs on
2: podium, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> anyway, all right, moving on to the next dramatic,
2: the biggest scene one from the week
1: yeah. here. I, I, yeah, the, this one stirred up some conversations around the board, and it's actually you know it's been like a lot of. Uh, it's been good conversation. There hasn't been a lot of like fuck yous or oh, uh, and this is bullshit. And well, a little bit of this is bullshit, but <laughs> this whole two stroke rule and, and um, it's been, uh, I've called, I've literally talked to every single team manager or, and I, I called KTM and, and got it all in on it. And I'll, you know what, Ken, I'll throw it to you just like I did for this CMA thing, right? Kick it off outside looking in. What's your vote?
2: Uh, let the two stroke run. I don't let it run. <clears throat> I, I yeah, Again, I, I always kind of take the middle just, ground. I'm like JT with the waffling here, but I, I don't know if I have a good enough grasp of like how the arms race has gone between two stroke and four stroke. Is the two stroke that much better than it was? Like wh- what year did Benoit, it was 2014 15. or 15?
1: 2015, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I know the the technology has gotten better on two strokes, but I think the technology on four strokes has also gotten better. So how's that arms race gone? I don't know. And if you
1: look if if you look straight up paper base model to base model this brand new KTM with the EFI or it's actually called something else it's called TBI throttle body injection throttle body yeah it's the same fucking thing though right
2: Well no it doesn't it doesn't the old ones used to inject the fuel and the air well the fuel into the crankcase now it injects it basically right into the throat where it it'll just okay. shoot the fuel right so into the cylinder
1: yeah I, I was reading about it and I fucking didn't understand it but so Base to base, let's call it the CRF or the or the the YZF or the Cowie, base to base, two fifty four stroke to two fifty two stroke. There's about a thirteen horsepower difference. Okay, that's stock to stock. That's not with a pipe or race gas or like that kind of stuff. Right? Where if you once you get it fully modded, it could definitely be a little bit more, or maybe a little bit less, depending on which one makes it better. Now, obviously, the horsepower or the torque on a four stroke is a lot better than a two stroke, but it, it's almost like comparing apples to oranges. Now There, the, the way that this bike has been changed since the beginning. Yes. The evolution of four stroke has come up a little bit. Yes. With EF5 and all that, but it is not taken as much a leap and bound as what this two fifty two stroke has on paper on track. It's very different, right? Cause you have to be a certain skilled rider. You have mm-hmm. to know when you're yeah. switching gears, the RPM, it runs obviously at a way higher RPM to make power where four stroke is making a little lower RPM, all that kind of stuff. So the biggest problem of all this saying, and I'm going to start right here. So I, I was doing some digging, and I wanted to make sure so noof can attest to this too. And unfortunately, it looks like we were all wrong. So at the beginning of this rule, when it was invented or brought in in 2016, one of the biggest factors was the wording, which, again, I thought, was in this this rule, was the fact that a factory racer couldn't race this bike, right? So it's a rider under a tent in Canada, basically, whether it was a KTM team, MX 101, um, or well, those would have been the only two teams, right? Those are the only ones who had the two strokes at the time. Yamaha, KTM, Husky Barnard, and Gas Gas. That was never put in these documents. I have found the original document, when I used to help with CMRC and all that stuff, before I got fired from that job, Um that's one of my many. and um, <laughs> <laughs> But the the original document does not state anything on it. All it actually states is the fact that a, a top five finisher in MX1 or a top three finisher, is, or no, it's top five in both of them, actually. I thought it a top three. A top uh, five in MX2 class in the last three years. No, top three in MX2 and top five in, in MX1. And uh, that they couldn't ride that bike, right? They they um, or, or becoming a champion either. They couldn't ride that bike. That was basically the only thing. Every other rule is basically the same. It's got to be uh, stock uh, stock cylinder, um, cylinder head, pistons, rings, rod, all that kind of stuff. It's got to be all stock, so they can't do anything there. So when I called the KTM group, I talked to Matt DuRoy and JSR. We were on the phone phone together. and actually kind of cool, boys. A little two to our horn. Um I guess he, the guy's name is Bruce Willis and he yeah, works yeah, at I, I know Bruce. I know Bruce yeah. <laughs> well. well, when I heard the name, it's kind of made me laugh. I'm like, for, for one, that's not very that's French because yeah. it's in Quebec. And secondly, I'm like, fucking cool name. You know what I yeah, bro. Die Hard, bro. Um, yeah. So when I meet him, I want to actually ask him if he thinks Die Hard is a Christmas movie, right? Because that's the big thing in Die Hard. So, but, uh, so anyway, Bruce Willis, he's a fan of our podcast. He listens to everything. He, got, he gave Matt the information that we said on our show two weeks ago. Matt texted me. He's like, we don't have. And remember, guys, I was talking about saying that there's uh, there's cylinders, right? That KTM makes. Remember, news we had that. Yeah. Um. Oh, was it Malley? No, what was that kid's name Malley? Uh, it was in like the super mini class. They had a different jug Trevor on it. Trevor Malley. Yeah. That's it. Trevor Malley, right? And and um, remember, his dad was crying or something. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. It was wild. His old man was just super proud of his son and stuff. It was nothing like um, embarrassing, really, or like that. But anyway, um, they do have jugs, but not for. The 252 stroke. You can get one for an 85 to a super mini and this new 300 that they make, actually, but not this new 250. They do not have anything aftermarket in their catalog where it kind of bypasses that sort of stock um, setting. Because if it's in the catalog, that means it's stock, right? It's not an aftermarket kind of thing. So we got the chatting and it like that. And literally, again, I don't know why that, say, MX 101 or, or, um, uh, the KTM group since Kevin Benoit has not had someone on that bike or had someone of of um you know speed or prominence or someone that could win on that bike since two thousand and sixteen. there literally has not been like remember we had yeah. Riley Gallup rode one one year um, uh, that other that kid Riot, that from Ryan Lalonde rode one for a couple years or a year Uh, there was a kid last year that was on it um Gadak right didn't just Gadak ride one last year I think Maybe, oh, but, yeah. uh, but anyway, I thought he wrote 450, but yeah, I, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but there hasn't been, um, you know, a, a, a name like a Cavan Benoit or, or whatever yeah. it is. Ride this bike. So, my question was, why? Because the fucking <laughs> rules have not changed, they have not changed since 2016 to present day. There's a couple that are missing, um, that just got out of there, like, uh, the, none of them, they weren't like any. Standard like no, there are no restrictions to pipes and mufflers. That's not in the in the in the latest book. Uh, additional riders may switch. That's in the modification and replacement parts are deemed illegal. That wasn't on the on the twenty in the twenty two hand or uh, rule book. Um, Your oh, Americans aren't allowed. That's still there. That is there, but apparently they're going to change that coming into this year. So the biggest problem that ev- oh, this is all sparked up is not the fact that Kevin Benoit's on it like that. Although KTM kind of is sort of like. Why is everybody getting mad at, or about Kevin Benoit? He's 34 years old. He's out of his prime. Well, that's not the, I think that's what sparked this interest. The fact that this bike is completely different from the way that this rule was established, right? Because now it is a TBI, right? The throttle body ejection. It's a yeah. different bike. They can eat. They can map it and do all this. There's, there's different technology to this bike that can allow it to be more advanced without putting a cylinder or, you know, doing port, porting the heads and stuff like that. So the, the big part of it is – is thing, but back in the fall time when Benoit sort of was going to do this and that, there was never really an announcement that he was doing the full series, right? There was nothing saying it is, and I even had conversations, and I said it on our show, with JSR because I was helping the Tanner Scott if uh, um, saga, and JSR was, oh, yeah, he's going to do some FMSQ, he's going to do local – um, of Quebec races, challenge Quebec races, and then do this, and then do some some things. So that would never really sparked up much of a conversation, or the rule never really get you know got brought to the forefront again. Now here we are, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, the OEMs sort of made this pass. Other than Honda, Honda was very upset about it all, and they said that you know they're you know threatening to sort of pull out of the series and all stuff. I don't believe that that's going to come to the forefront, but. If you go base to base, this bike is if like on paper the bike is it's not fair. It is not in a fair capacity. The integrity of rule and the the honorable uh, honorability of I don't know if that's a word, Ken. You could probably help me out and the educator. Uh, our honor honorable uh, rule like you're it's almost throwing it out of the picture. Now, Ken, your instant reaction was exactly what the fan wants, right? Yeah. The fan wants it. It's cool. It's just like you go to a if you're into MMA nowadays. They would love to see a heavyweight fight a lightweight. Or, you know, if you follow like the Jake Paul type nonsense, he's a boxer and he's fighting all these former MMA guys and mm-hmm. things like that. Or let's throw it into the political world, all these men who are becoming women and going into women's sports like this. The, the integrity of rule and the reason why sport was is attractive is because everybody has a chance. Now, KTM is doing nothing wrong here. They are doing absolutely nothing wrong. The rule is written. It is what it is. But this particular model of bike, if you go by just standard and looking at it, what's right, what's wrong, the amount of power and horsepower, the possibility that this rider could use on the track is not (sighs) comparable to a 250F four-stroke. Yes, if you modify them both, they're still going to be within a a very big, wide range. So- I honestly don't know how this could be handled. And the one thing that's been coming up is, well, they changed the rule last year for Mitchell Harrison on the Saturday before round one. Like it literally was <laughs> that's, not that's in right, the rule book yeah. until the Saturday of round one. So the integrity of the series and the rule book again is in question here.
2: Yeah.
1: Will they change that again? Will Cowie Honda and uh, uh, Cowie Honda, who am I missing here? That's it, I guess Cowie and Honda guys. Yeah. That, will they put push back enough where they get this rule changed, or will they be just like, ah, oh, fuck it, let him ride it? And then what happens if he goes out and goes 1-1? One, one? I, I really don't think that happened. I, I'm not taking anything of from Calvin. He's a great rider. He's a two-time champion. I just, again, yes, the age, the different type of riding that's happened in the last eight years, yeah. the way these kids, the Pickles, McNabs. I mean, Harrison's not really a kid, but he goes as fast as those guys. Like They're just so active and aggressive on the bike, it's it's come up above another tick from 2015. So from the fans' perspective, I get it. But at the end of the day, this is a sport. It is not a hobby. Without rules, just like Kramer said in Seinfeld, without rules, there is chaos. This could lead to chaos and, in my opinion, could be a very bad look on our Canadian series. And look at the trend of the show is hey Canada, no disrespect. Look at the beginning, we were talking about our friends that don't even know our series. Does this now, could this now put a little bit more disrespect? The AMA does it their way. The MXGP class, the MX2 class in the MXGP series, and then the um, um, all, all other series around the world, right? That we are, you know, say lev- not level with, but uh, model off of. Do not do it, do not allow this bike in that class. The EMX class in the MXGP GP series, which is not the the champ, well, not the, it is a championship series, but it's not the main one. Yeah. They do allow this, but it has also stirred up much controversy. But if you look over the last, I think it's five years, only mm-hmm. one guy has won it on a two stroke. And it was actually yeah. the year that, it was the year that Dylan went there. Um, uh, not Lapino, but uh, Lapucci, I think his name is yeah. Italian, right? Lapucci was, I'm pretty sure he was on a beta. I think he was on a beta two stroke. <laughs> uh, I could oh, be wow. wrong with that by getting the thing, but anyway. It is really stirred up again, you know, more, not on the fact of 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 uh, the right or wrong thing, but where is it, it? Does this, I guess it's not where is it? Because I don't want to, I'm not trying to say which way it should go, because I think it'll be cool to watch, but I also think it could be very bad. So it could go either direction. But we have rules for a reason. Yep. Should that rule that we all thought be there for a factory rider be in this? Or should this bike be allowed to go? Ken, you're you're one-way noose. You've been around it as long as I have. I am torn on this because they make the bike, but the other manufacturers decided they don't want to make that bike anymore. Should they have this same model in today's world? Of course, Honda can make it. Cowie can make it. Make it EFI and make it all that kind of thing. But they chose not to. Should they be penalized for that, or is it not even going to matter?
0: Well, I'll play Switzerland on this call because – I, I took everything you just said is great great information. So, well, thank I you, thank you,
1: sir. I'll, I'll I'll take that percentage on that.
0: Two two <laughs> things,
1: what two
0: things? Which I, I don't know, and I'll be on, like I'll be straight up with you guys. I I don't I haven't really read the rule book that closely since I turned pro, or even before then, or even after then. I probably have paid more attention over the last three years to the rule book, for the fact that you know with my position with GDR and reading and being in team managers meetings and blah 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 but why were we all under the assumption that this rule was different back going back to so I, don't I, I don't know I don't know I mean I can I can almost like have freaking deja vu of sitting or standing in the pits at Walton and we're talking about this you know you can't be a factory rider I don't know maybe we fucking dreamt it I that part I I don't have an answer for but I don't think by changing the rule now by putting a clause in there in quotations that you can't be a factory rider to ride it because what's what's that's just basically saying oh yeah if you're if you're not as good of a rider as as the factory guys you can ride a bike that's better you know what i mean like mm. that that doesn't that doesn't that gives the series even less or the rule or the class it makes
1: it look fucking mickey mouse right to me
2: yes um
1: right the idea behind it right is exactly what you said to try to give the it was more towards the privateer a cheaper uh, a cheaper way to go racing that was the idea not not saying that they were lesser It was to, sure. made, to make it more affordable. Made it more affordable, which a two-stroke is more affordable. But yeah. I mean,
0: where we're at right now, like I just think leave it. I mean, obviously he's he's coming in, he's riding it. I think that also from just from the team side of things, um, from the other teams that are are maybe up in arms a little bit about it, about the you know they're they're not allowed to change the porting and they're not allowed to run pistons and blah blah. It has to be a stock motor. With a pipe and race fuel and mapping or whatever it is, um, KTM's not going to cheat, man. They know they have all eyes well, on them. Okay, so they're that not. Was,
1: they're not going to do this. That was another. That was another thing. Like, their KTM is literally the only real factory in Canada, right? That yeah. their their race bikes. They really come from KTM. Where say if Manlock or GDR or MX One Hundred One wanted to cheat, it wouldn't be on Yamaha or or Cowie or or. Or Honda, it yeah. would be on the GDR. Or those yeah, guys, a, right. Yeah, they're private teams. If so. KCM cheated and got caught, they would be. This would be a global problem for them, not just in our little our little series here. Yeah, like yeah, they would right. probably they have like, way they, more to
0: lose. They have way more to lose by
1: trying to bend both, the. Yes, bend both the rule JSR team, and right? uh, both JSR and and Matt said that they would probably get fired. They, they okay? would. They yeah, would probably, they would. I would. Sure, that, I think, yeah. right? They would probably yeah. get fired. So my my next thing is then. Why hasn't it been been used before? Where the I fuck don't know. Is this, a, where the fuck is this question, like yeah. if the rule has not fucking changed? Like literally the only reason why the, I think that it was is because we all thought that the rule book said, and I've read it more than anybody probably. I'm a stickler for rules, man. I love structure. I mm. love rules. And I love making sure the integrity of our sport, because at the end of the day, our sport is true. Um, it, it, yes, we have the machine. But the man does the job, or the woman behind the bars, right? The rider itself does the job to make it get to the top of the podium.
0: So, well, so if the if the rule hasn't changed, and to answer your question, I, I don't, I have no fucking idea how to answer it because yeah. why wouldn't why wouldn't Steve Sims put instead of having Tyler uh, Gibbs on a on a two fifty F that they're putting a shit ton of money in, why wouldn't they put him on a two fifty two stroke where he can be? Competitive out of a out of the crate in a sense, right? As
1: far as motor go, motor to motor. Well, don't forget well, the, ga- the, the gas gas and Husky aren't the same model, right? Only the KTM is the TBI. Okay, but still a 2 It's so, but anyway, so a 252 it's still, stroke exactly, I mean, I yes. get it.
0: One has a carburetor, and the old one has a carburetor, and the new one doesn't. But why why hasn't KTM uh, dabbled in the two fifty two stroke world since twenty fifteen? With dental? yeah,
1: that's I I I'm, I'm did you I'm ask them? Eye? I I asked them that, and they really didn't couldn't give me an answer. Yeah. They just Uh, like it. Just really didn't seem to make a a difference, and the reason, and the the reason they're doing it this way here is because they just, it's like they just wanted to help their buddy. Well, and that was another. That was
0: gonna be. That was gonna be another. And this is getting a little bit sidetracked on it. But I listened to the Benoit Club MX interview from uh, Direct Motocross. Did you guys? I'm not sure if you guys listened to that yesterday. That was posted, but uh, good interview in the sense that Benoit basically shared that. Like, hey, uh, coming into the, coming into 2023, I wasn't even going to race at all this year. Like, he's done Quebec provincials, um, you know, on on Yamahas. He did the premix shit last year, a couple rounds Desjardins and yeah. Sandelier or whatever. Yeah. But he wasn't even going to race. KTM reached out to him, yeah. according to his yeah. interview, uh, <laughs> saying, "Hey, like, we want you to come race." And and obviously, if you put two and two together. He's always had a good relationship with Matt um, yeah and JSR obviously. Matt was his mechanic at one yeah. point I believe and JSR obviously they're they they're homies um but why not I guess the Benoit thing to me I mean it does make sense but at the same time why didn't why don't offer that if they wanted to go racing with the 252 stroke why not offer it to somebody else like in yeah. the past in the yeah. past or, that, yeah
1: that's what they're, that's what's sort of blanking this on this whole yeah. thing. And I just look. I just looked up again the 2022 rule and to the 2016. It's yeah. There's a few little lines missing, but all the all the stuff that's in there is exactly the same. You know, for the past eight years.
0: Yeah. I, I think. I think to sum it all up, for seven and, years. And, and regardless of the the rule, I think it. You know it. It would make sense that uh, when this first was announced. I mean, we started talking about the Benoit to KTM two stroke thing. Well before Christmas, uh, yeah. it wasn't publicly announced, but it was it was talked about, and I had heard from other sponsors that we deal with on a regular basis that Ben was on the team, and I was like, "What? Like this is fucking random." But <laughs> I think that probably what has got everybody riled up—the teams, the OEMs, the other riders, the industry people like us—talking about it is that KTM's soft launch. Into the Benoit program, Galdi, which you just talked about. Hey, guys, it's just for fun. It's an exhibition. Yeah. Dude, he's full on right now. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, he's he's full on. And, you know, he's training. He said he's at club for the next two months. Like, he's down there. He's doing the race day simulations. Like, this is – he's – and, of course, he, he was very humble in his interview with Billy that, you know, he, he understands that he's 34 and, you know, he's off the pace right now. He was saying he got his ass handed to him yesterday by a bunch of kids who we don't even know who they are, <laughs> right, at club, probably revving fucking 250Fs and scrubbing and, and everything else. But um, I think – and and that's KTM's choice. I'm not, I'm not knocking them. Like, they had this soft launch into it where it kind of made – nobody really care. Cause my whole take is if we're all upset about the rule and the bike, what we're just going to let it slide for one race or two races. If, let's say he does DeChambeau and Sander like, yeah, it's cool, man. Like, don't worry about it. We know you're on a bike that shouldn't be in the class, but now the, all of a sudden that we know that KTM serious Ben serious. Now we're all, we're all fired up.
1: Yeah. It's a good point. Like, um, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild. Another what do we got here? Two, three months not quite three months to round one, yeah. and um, the rule book is not finalized. Yeah, the discussions are heated mm-hmm. uh, when they do these manager calls and stuff like that. And that, that rule is not
0: changing. That Benoit will be on the line at round one. Get I agree. It. I agree hundred yeah, yeah.
1: percent. I don't think that that's getting changed. No, I would because I, I, I think
0: that. that if they did change the rule, let's just say that they that they come in and and they do we see Kevin Benoit uh on on a 252 stroke in the four fifty class at round one? Nah, I don't see it. Do so we let me... see him do we see him on a two fifty four stroke at round one? No. I, I don't that's just my personal opinion. I think that, you know, he wants to ride the bike. I think he likes the bike, obviously. I mean he's won on it before. The story the story for him for it to all make sense is if he's coming back at a retirement, quote unquote yeah. retirement. It's the 252 stroke, and I don't think that that rule changes. I don't think they can
1: change it at this point. Just no, my opinion. I, I agree. I don't think they can as well. It's too late in the game, but uh, we said that about the Mitchell Harrison rule. True. All right. Like they, they should have been allowed to change that, and they changed that at the witching hour of the series. So yeah. I'll throw that this way here. Let's just take Calvin Beno out of the picture. And once again, this is not a knock. On KTM or Kevin Benoit. And this is a rule that we're discussing in the rule book. Uh, much respect for Kevin Benoit and his career. And KTM is doing exactly what's within their their purview uh, or right or whatever uh, with this bike and brand and all that kind of stuff. So, But take Kevin Benoit out of it. Put whoever the hell you want on it. Um, this bike goes out and goes 1-1 at the first round. Is that a good look? Or a bad look for the sport slash series. I'll go to you, Ken.
2: Uh, I think it has to go past the first round. Like I think you could have a good. <laughs> I think it, if it was two or three rounds in, and he was still just cleaning up, yeah, that's that's a problem, and it's going to be a real issue. You obviously can't change the rules once the series starts. I don't, don't, know, what they, I don't know what they. I don't know what they do. So if <laughs> it, <laughs> okay, maybe, but I don't know what you do. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean there, though, Goldie. Like if there is potential for that something like that to happen where it's just like oh oh no like the cuz nobody really knows until they get on the line gate drops and they take off you don't like really know how it is there's potential let's
1: turn. say yeah. like obviously the edmonton round is is not in the favor of a two stroke right yeah. I, mean, I think we I, I don't know if Ken, if you ever went to that one but um, no, round did. 2 yeah. noof yeah round round 2 would definitely put a little bit more of a of a positive in that, in that bike's corner, uh, as far as the soil and the way the tracks laid out and all that kind of stuff. So I'll throw it to you, If What is it? If he comes out and goes one, one, and then the, Ken, Ken just said, if he did it again, one, one. And let's, again, let's not use Cavan. Maybe it's, we put Ryder McNabb on the bike or we yeah. put Jacob Piccolo, one of just our, bike our these bike, yeah. that are, that, does it, does, is that a good or a bad look for the, for the Florida series? I mean, look, I can't even
0: comment on that because uh, I, I think I think the only good out of it is is that the JetWorks uh, stuck with the rule, like they didn't they didn't waffle or they didn't cave at the last minute to the other OEMs to clip the rule. Um, if it did come out and go one one, I guarantee you that rule will be changed for <laughs> for twenty twenty four. I can almost promise you that. But yeah, um, I, I just I'm just trying to picture in my head here of, of a one, one on that bike, uh, whoever's on it. And, and we got, you know, we got Honda, we got Yamaha, we got Kawasaki, we got uh fucking everybody else. What are we going to be running through the pits? You know, with our fingers pointing, we fucking told you so. And we're pointing <laughs> at Justin, uh, Kyle, Kyle Thompson, like poor Kyle. Like, like, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's just like, I think the, the rules, the rule we're sticking with the rule for right now. Let's fucking line him up and let's race him. If anything, it's going to attract more eyes on the series. Do I think Cabin's going to win? I have said when I was extremely hungover, I think, a couple weeks ago, I think that he can win. But now after seeing what, you know, McNabb's doing at Freestone, you know, Piccolo's grinding with the Lawrences, Harrison doing this, Bogle obviously lined up, it's going to be a much tougher task than what I had originally maybe thought in my head. You know, when I think of Cabin Benoit, yeah. I think of him. Yeah winning four fifty motos and I think of him being dominant against Vince Freeze, you know, back in twenty sixteen or whatever year that or twenty fifteen. Um he's thirty-four. And I mean after listening to his interview, he's pretty humble and, and whatnot. But uh yeah, yeah I, I think I think it's it's a it's a good look in the sense that we didn't that we didn't change the rules at the eleventh the hour. So yeah.
1: I guess the last thing would be now, do we see uh well Yamaha has a two fifty two stroke. I mean I don't believe Base model that it is the same kind of power, but it's still a it's still a fifty seven horsepower stock bike. Yeah, you know, you throw a pipe and some race gas on the, yeah, you can't eat or uh, math that thing or not. But are we going to see why? Why doesn't Kevin at MX one hundred one like uh, throw a guy on the bike or and also according to the manager's meetings and everything, they're allowing Americans to come up. And I actually know this for a fact because Kyle Thompson told Mike Berkeen, yeah, who is his son, is. Um, Matt Burkine. Matt Burkine, right? He's a two-stroke yeah. native. U- he, well, he's YouTube, got YouTube star YouTube kind famous, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Mike Burkeen yeah. is a freaking AMA official. AMA official, he, yeah. I literally just saw him on Freestone here watching the background. Um, And uh, he there, he's he's not going to come. It's not going to work out. But yeah. they were going to allow this. And this was back in, like, freaking mini-O's time. Really? Like, that was the discussion. Yeah, because I talked to Mike Burkeen about a couple of Canadian kids that were writing the series or writing their own classes and but anyway, so hey, I, I'll throw this name out there. Michael Lessy right now is living the two-stroke life.
2: <laughs> oh no, <laughs> God! do do
1: this to us, Goldie. You know <laughs> can not I mean? handle this today? You know what I mean? Like, this we could be really creating a hell of a fucking series, good or bad. Okay, or let's now. You know what we're doing? Uh, every lap you throw around, there's going to be Thunder people dome, throwing yeah. torches at the riders. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the fans can now pay. To have an animal attack uh, on at the halfway mark, uh, like it's a fucking cloud I mean, We're just a we're a fucking like, a give no. Experience. We're gonna have. <laughs> did you see? Uh, did
0: you see Bobby Piazza's thing in fucking Daytona? Come up and pay five bucks to rev my bike up. <laughs> no, yeah. seriously. Yeah, really? right, he was raising money to keep going racing, and he That's has awesome. a fucking. He had a pit board. Come up and rev my bike for donation, and people were coming up just fucking, ga,
1: ga, 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 right? So. No way. That's actually that's actually a freaking pretty good idea. No shit. Not bad. So, yeah. but anyway, boys, it, it's it's been a great talking point. I mean, it's obviously given yeah. us some fun things to chat as well, and and all that good stuff. But um, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna continue to become a bit of a nasty, not nasty, but uh, an aggressive uh, situation for the Honda Cowie guys. Um, when I talked to Brett, he was like, you know what, I'm fucking over it uh digger is he's still on board with it um like you know against it it doesn't think it's right on the structure of rules and, and integrity of racing not the fact that it's Kevin benoit or ktm no no um yeah. right it, it, it has yeah. nothing to do with that so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out but i think you're right new if i don't think anything changes we're going racing we're about three months out edmonton we'll, we'll is see. round one yeah. and um yeah what's uh let's let's get after it here and see what happens I'm just
0: not mentally stable enough after the CMA firing yesterday to talk about <laughs> Mike Gillespie coming back up to Reddit. <laughs> could, could you imagine? Could you I'm imagine? Just... I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I it never crossed my mind, Galdi, but yes, I can imagine.
2: Let's do it. Like oh, okay. literally. Yeah, Let me,
1: okay. How, how, here, let's throw one thing off before we end this conversation. Cause now it's kind of getting fun. We have a, we have now earned all this money We're the richest podcast Canadians ever have boys and we've got, a uh, sum of money, and we're gonna go buy ourselves a KTM 250 TBI, and we're gonna put someone on it. Newf, who's your guy for 2023? Oh, I mean, <laughs> who's your guy?
0: I mean, I I like the Alessi thing because holy fuck, that would throw a <laughs> wrench into. And, and dude, the guy can ride it too. He's been riding it in arena cross, being competitive, right? So, um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. I'm calling up Mikey. Uh, Ken, I gotta go. Noof. Yeah, not oh, me. Yeah, yeah. fuck. I'm not. My hands are too soft. So,
1: hey, noof that just decided the factor that Ken never deals with budget um, on, on our race team. Okay, yeah. Ken does not deal with budget. On yeah. Race team. yeah, Ken's Ken's drunk on COVID medicine right now. I am. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. People. Well, no, guys, we boys, put we put the 800 on it, and Tony's <coughs> Tony's up here. He's got fuck. Oh yeah. No, it would. I be, have a, I have a better one, boys, and I think it would win the title. Tarson Brown. Oh, yeah, Carson oh, Brown. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's hard Carson to do. Carson Brown. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, anybody listen to this podcast? I just gave you a million dollar idea, although it's Canadian money, so it's more like a couple hundred bucks. But um, there you go. <laughs> well, your buddy Cal Nowicki's building a fucking full factory 125. Oh, yeah. I was with... Why
0: don't we get Carson Brown up on a 125? Cal would be all over it. No, let them
1: we're not putting Let's that in this fucking class. <laughs> Okay, how about this then? We'll we'll change his gender and he can wear the WMX. There you go on 125. Right, there we go. Let's not get into that, bucket. Boys, great yeah. conversation today here. I love it. I think it's. Yep. I think it's going to be a great series with it off. I don't think we got any more time for the rant. I won't bust my buddy news balls. Anymore. No, I want to hear it. Next give me time. the give me the Coles notes of this rant you've been talking about for two fucking no, save weeks. save it, save well, it, Goldie. <laughs> I'm I gonna no. I'm gonna build it up. It's gonna be its own its own podcast by itself. i got I've got. <laughs> oh, I've oh got let's see. I've got one, two, three, four four points here that i made from this last thing here and um uh I, you're always you're too sensitive to if you can't handle me when i go a little far with you i don't want to do it you're in a good mood right now we have supercross coming up here mxgp just started yargo gears is leading right now and um two strokes boys yeah catch the fever and i bleed orange now buddy That's oh whole yeah. orange brigade, dude.
0: popkin was open i saw are you going riding there's no way I'm taking that beautiful motorcycle to Popcom right now. <laughs> There's no fucking way. I saw somebody posted a video, and of <laughs> and I'm so confident in Charlie Johnson's suspension race car. Oh. I already shipped the suspension off, buddy. You're not even gonna ride it stock. Break it a little bit and then send it. That would be the wise man's choice. Oh, but wow. I didn't do that. So how? What's the turnaround? I sent it uh, Thursday. He got it Friday. He's sending it back to me Monday, I'll have it Tuesday. Nice. Wow. That right yeah. there, ladies and gentlemen, is why
1: you support Charlie yeah. Johnson racing and race deck out there in Alberta. And
0: that's two sets
1: because he's doing my kids doing a service on my kids' stuff too. So um oh news has got factory suspension for his seven-year-old now, too. Oh, Bruce nice.
0: Willis actually sent me a WP factory shock for messing bike. So.
1: <laughs> Bruce Willis, I love it. no, he's a
0: he's a beauty, he's the guy that saved my ass. Golly, remember when our kids uh Killed each other at Deshawn Bowen. Oh, he got you the kill switch. Yeah, he. he Oh no way.
1: He's a beauty. (laughs) Oh, that's fucking awesome. Bruce Willis, like the craziest name in the world, but he's French. (laughs) Is he? He's full French. Like no, no. He's more. uh, Yeah, he he barely has an accent. Yeah. Okay. I love the name when they said that. I'm like, that is fucking real name.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like that's awesome.
1: (laughs) Oh shit! Good times, boys. Good times. Big shout out to KTM Canada, Gas Gas Canada, Husqvarna Canada. You're all cheaters. Just kidding, boys. Congrats on reading the rules and doing your due diligence. That's exactly that's right. what a manufacturer yeah, does, go. and they do their due diligence on making great products as well. And Noof is about to find out that the 350 is nothing but a vet's a vet racer's dream. Although he will be eating a lot more roosts, I think, from getting shittier starts behind guys that normally he starts in front of. You think that's going to happen? Uh, I out in the local stuff, but when you're against me, yes. Josh Wood so, says there's
0: no replacement for displacements. So, I saw uh, that. I
1: saw that. I think he likes, uh, people like saying that because it rhymes. So, uh, I, I know. But... Um, and then uh, big shout-out to Charlie Johnson. Uh, suspension out there at a CGAR in Alberta and Race Techs for supporting us there. News on his stuff coming back in no uh, way that it's not going to be the best suspension ever. Bristol Coachworks, big thanks out to Matt Bannon and the crew over there. Uh, if you can't get a hold of them, at Bristol Coachworks on Instagram. Uh, DM us, uh, CMX, unfil- CMX unfiltered on Instagram, and CMX uh, com is the website. Yep. We got all our podcasts archived up there, all our sponsor programs, all that good stuff. And um, Ken is going to leave this. He's going to start working on the budget here for hiring new for going racing and his kids. So yeah, (laughs) you're going to be struggle bus, Ken. Are we going to see like, (laughs) uh, are we going to see a weed video from, from, From uh, I'm trying to figure out
2: where to put my oil.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's just a gift. Did you see his tweet saying that he was working on the foot pegs and his wife figured it out in three minutes. Yeah. Took him two hours. (laughs) I've been been here for an hour and a half trying to figure out how to put foot pegs on. And my wife came in and did it in three minutes.
2: Yeah. It's unbelievable it's it's amazing
1: (sighs) well boys another good one in the books here
2: yep um for sure
1: (laughs) sounds good boys good times thanks kenny thanks news thanks to all our sponsors and uh love you boys chat soon yeah sounds good
0: see you see you guys